What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? Today is Monday, January 2nd. Happy New Year to you all out there. First podcast of the of 2023. Joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk. Heyo. And our producer, Mike Coyle. What's up? We're all here today. It is week 18 of the NFL season, which means pretty much most fantasy uh you know, seasons have come to an end. Very few people do a Week 18 championship. If you are doing a Week 18 championship, good luck to you out there. I don't know how much help we're going to be of this week. Most of the stuff I have for you is going to kind of be just looking back and recapping some of the stuff that happened throughout the season. So I don't know if maybe you guys have any advice for any of the lunatics out there that are playing for a championship this week. But me and convince your league to change. <laughs> there you go. Don't yeah. worry about it. It just feels dirty playing in Week 18. Yeah, what do you... I mean, you've got certain teams that have already packed it and folded it in, but some teams have already done it, like, weeks earlier. Uh, the Eagles, on the other hand, are a team that's going to have to actually try and play next week in Week 18 to secure the first place in the NFC because Gardner Minshew but was terrible. That Thank you, Packers, for beating the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. The Packers are, are looking a little competent nowadays. So the Packers and Lions play each other week 18, right? Mm-hmm. And that's going to decide which one of them get. Well, Seattle has a chance, too, because they won recently, right? So there's yeah. some sort of tie up there. Who's going to get in? All right. That sounds like it'll be fun. So there'll be some interesting games going on that matter as far as standings and all go. for. And, I mean, who just makes it in the playoffs, too, for this last week. So actually be some good games on in week 18. Let's hop into first stuff kind of today. So, again, kind of just looking back at the season in general, just what's if I had to ask you just kind of sum up the 2022 fantasy season in a couple of words or like one word, a few, a sentence or two, what would you say, Rich? Wild. Wild? Yeah. I was going with inconsistent. Inconsistent? Yeah, that's fair so. too. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more it's, on yours, or is that it, kind of... No, it's just that fantasy football, that, that's what it is. It, it's quite a journey we go on throughout the season. Or early, uh, early in the year, you got guys who pop off. By the end of the year, they're not doing that anymore. It's just things are always changing, and you never know what can happen. It's very difficult to predict, and it's, it's always a wild ride, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, my, I don't know how much fun it was this year as far as it goes. <laughs> I felt like on a general, like, scoring was just down this year compared to uh, years past as far as fantasy points go. And, I mean, just a lot of teams that we were expecting more from. I think it's a reflection of, like, NFL as a whole. A lot of teams we thought were going to do better, or at least be competent, like, were below competent. I think it's safe to say that I feel uh, over a majority of the NFL teams this league were below competent for a good portion of the season. Is that a fair assessment yeah, of NFL yeah, teams. It did out seem there. like scoring was down a bit overall. I mean just look at the I mean you just look at the AFC South and NFC South and we've got eight teams right there that were below competent pretty much all season. Jaguars kinda of pulled it together here at the end there, but other than that, every team in the NFC South is below level of competence. And same thing with the AFC South. Maybe not the Jaguars. They're pulling this off. They could end up with a winning record and secure, you know, playoff. But again, for a majority of the season, I just felt like they were bad. And so that was just kind of one of the things I was looking at. I was looking at some of the players who, you know, if you go into the apps right now, we've got players that are, you know, ranked as like top, you know, eight running back, top ten wide receiver, things like that. But... I wanted to look more in that because I feel like that's something like people will look at next year, kind of like, oh, where did they finish at last year, and they'll kind of use that. And I feel like you need to take a, a deeper look at that because there's some some things that just kind of bothered me when I started going. It kind of played out how I thought it would play out with yeah. the positions I mean, where... You always have to look a little bit more in-depth at the well, numbers. You can't take their just what they did last year and say that's what well, they'll do this year. There's always I, some nuance and some context. I'm talking there. about as far as like the consistency goes with the players out there. Mm-hmm. So, like... If you're drafting a run, you're drafting in the first round, right? You're going to take a running back or a wide receiver with a top five, six pick overall, right? How many weeks out of the season, a 16 game season, do you expect that player to be in the top ten at their position? If you're grabbing a running back or a wide receiver, 
At least ten. At least Eight, ten. Ten, somewhere around there you're hoping? Minimum kind of threshold for the guys in the, top five, in the top five, six. six. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what you're hoping for. So and then like how so how far back do you go before you start looking for like less so I guess that's your baseline then is like ten is anybody in the first round you're taking you're looking for a solid ten weeks of at least a top ten at their position because you should be taking probably five running backs five or five receivers going in the first round. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, and then like where do you kind of draw the line as far as like this guy's not really wide receiver ones like how how many how many weeks as a top. 10 or 15 wide receiver does a wide receiver need to have for you to be like this guy is a solid wide receiver one play hmm. same baseline person. where it's like 10 or more like you want over See, half like, the season or I, like you want to say yeah but like someone like AJ Brown for instance like I don't know if he's hit that but yet he's top 5 on the year he has 10 weeks as a top 20 wide receiver he had 5 as a top uh, top 10 wide receiver and Three then is in a, uh, somewhere in between wide receiver ten and fifteen, so eight total inside the top fifteen. AJ Brown. So this he, he does hit that baseline then. Okay, in that eight, eight to ten range. So yeah, I guess that's a, yeah about that same thing for them for wide receiver as, as running back. Okay. See, and I just felt like the floor was a little higher last year. Where like you said, I felt like ten weeks was kind of the baseline that I'm looking at for players. If I'm drafting them to be like a top ten wide receiver or running back, I expect that performance for at least half the games out of the season. And it just kind of falls off real quick at both running back and the wide receiver position. So, for example, how many times this year do you think Amon Ross St. Brown was a he? Is wide receiver seven on the season? How many times this year was a top twenty wide receiver on the week? Stick with it, uh, seven or eight. Six. Six. Mm. So he's wide receiver seven on the season, but he only returned top twenty value six weeks out of the season. So how high were those booms though? That's, right. That's but, or how low were the lows? The lows. Yeah. So that's just one of the things where it's like you look at it and there's players like that. And so, again, he's wide receiver seven, and it's kind of the same thing at running back where Tony Pollard is running is RB7 on the season as far as total points go. You know how many times he was a top 20 running back this season? Five. Just stick with your little threshold. It was eight. Eight, eight times he was a top <laughs> 20 running back. He had six as a top 10, and those essentially were the couple of weeks, you know, that Zeke was out and all that. And then two somewhere in between 15 and 20. So... And then the guys after that are just kind of following the same thing, where like they're not even they're top tw- barely top twenty half of the season is what happens for those guys. So Jalen Waddle seven appearances inside the top twenty, Devontae Smith eight appearances, Amari Cooper seven appearances inside the top twenty. They're top ten wide receivers on the season, but half the time they're not even a top twenty wide receiver on the week. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's pretty standard, isn't it? I feel like it's not. So this is something that I'm going to take a look at going back to other years because I just feel like, the f- I, again, I feel like it has a lot to do with injury with guys, and I feel a lot of guys were just very up and down, Where, like you said, where it's like they're not even placing inside the top 20. So like one week they're wide receiver 5, and then the next week they're wide receiver 35, and it's just very varied as, compo- as a, compared to last year. So I was bringing it up because this is something that I was going to kind of look at going forward, kind of the you know variance and how consistent mm-hmm. players are, and maybe start coming up with something for that. I know other places measure consistency, but that was just my general thought for the season. It's just very inconsistent from a lot of you know those uh, players that technically finished in the top, and then some players that were drafted being the top that didn't finish that were just either inconsistent or bad all year. So. I'll just go through these names, and you tell me who's your biggest disappointment. Or let's start. Uh, yeah, let me go through that. So, running back position. These guys were all drafted inside the top fifteen. Who do you think was the biggest disappointment? So it's going to be easy because I'm going to start towards the top. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Joe Mixon. I mean, I think you put it in order, except Javante Williams is really um, disappointing. That's just because you got game. injured. See, I, I can. Well, we'll get into it in my segment more with Najee Harris, but you bring his scoring up. He didn't. He didn't pop like that. He struggled a bit in the beginning of the season, but the back half of the year, he's been pretty. He's been a rock solid RB two. Uh, Najee Harris. Yeah, he, he's. I know you drafted him inside the top five. I get that, but he's been steady the back half of the season. So, between Swift and Taylor for you, then 
Taylor then because of the draft capital you put into him. Yeah, and I had Taylor. I drafted him number one overall in the league. And I didn't. I didn't do very well in that league. Suffice to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Harris has put together since week 11 double digit points every week. But the double uh, digit points are like 10, 11, 12. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a steady, steady yeah, RB2. Or, it's or been going since week six every week, except for one week he had nine. But, like, yeah, it is true. He has, it's be mostly between 10 it and 12. Is. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm just so asking who's the most disappointing. Yeah, and, and based off of where he was drafted and what you took him to be, that's disappointing. Yeah, it's not. He's a low end RB2. You drafted him as a top five, six player. To me, yeah. Swift and Taylor are more disappointing. That's right. That, I was just asking who was the like, most. With, I was, yeah, with Harris, you get you got something out of it. Yeah. Okay. It's not what you yeah. wanted, but you got something. Yeah, the, yeah. It's, uh, it's. And then wide receivers will leave Chase and Cup off the list because they got hurt. And Cup was still like a top 20 wide receiver when not playing for like eight weeks. Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin. Well, I mean, with Debo, obviously. Another, uh, Debo was another case of probably overdrafted. I mean, And he got injured, too. He's yeah. been out the past few weeks. I mean, even in the games he played, though. He wasn't, he wasn't very. Like, yeah, it wasn't very. I mean, they have a lot of weapons there. It's the ball chance, right? I think wide receiver 34 in PPR. I mean, yeah, he was drafted at a ceiling, which I mean, is kind of which you, is tough. Are, are you guys picking him next year? Do you think? He, I, I mean, I think he back bounce back next year. He's twenty six now. He's been in the league for one, two, three. This is his fourth year. Uh, I don't know what his contract scenario is like. Um, he just got paid. Okay, so I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't mind taking a stab at him if, I, if he falls far enough in the a right draft next year. The right price. His three best finishes on the season, wide receiver 5, wide receiver 19, and wide receiver 24. Those were his three best games, and he missed four games due to injury. It's it's concerning with how many options they have to give the ball out over there now. Um, It's all the mouse to feed. Who's quarterback next year? Who's quarterback? Ayuk is is getting the ball a lot more than he was before. He looks good. He looks pretty good, and, you know, with CMC, obviously he's gonna he's a ball hog. Mm-hmm. Kittle was hurt for a while. And he's back doing. Now he's back doing to his doing thing. his old yeah. Kittle thing. So I mean, I I like Debo going into next year at the right price because um, he's obviously really good, and you never know who's gonna go back into that Shanahan doghouse. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um. Who else did we have on that list? Scary Terry. How did he? So we had uh, yeah. The other guys, the other guys, I think are contention are uh, Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin, and Mike Evans. Michael Pittman's like the wide receiver version of Najee Harris. (laughs) It's just like those low double digit games Mm -hmm. constantly. Yeah, a lot of of people drafted him to be their wide receiver one man. So Mm -hmm. like that, that hurts. Gary Terry yeah. finished uh, 19 overall this year. Or not overall, sorry, 19, wide receiver 19. 19 overall would be insane. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, yeah, so that, uh, uh, I think my vote either goes towards Pittman or Samuel, I would say, among all those guys. And Evans is probably the next one up. As far as disappointment goes, <laughs> because you, Evans you had so much. You guys the championship yesterday with Mike Evans. I, I played him in the, in my twelve team league, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, you know what happened. Uh huh. <laughs> so, with all that being said, looking back on the season, who are two players that you missed out on that you wish you would have grabbed? Mm, players that could have grabbed. Um, two players that like you just thought maybe yeah. like for whatever reason they weren't going to be good this season, mm-hmm. so you passed up on them and didn't take well, them. Or... I can tell you the opposite. Uh, I was I really was trying to grab uh, AJ Dillon in uh, my <laughs> in my redraft, and I got snake on that. I was so happy that that turned out. But guys, I wish I had grabbed. Um, I guess I don't know. Maybe I I could have had an opportunity to grab some of the uh, rookie wide receivers that like in redraft that could have. Um, like add some value later in the season. Um, guys like Gary Wilson, um, 
Olave were were available pretty late. They weren't. They, I don't think they they might have hit free agency. Uh, they might have been in free agency in the beginning of the year. I don't think they were in my league. Um, but uh, like they, I definitely had the money to spend on them in my auction draft and and didn't. Um, I mean, it's it's so obviously like you don't want to be strategizing like oh I'm gonna have these guys and they're gonna be popping off in the middle of the late in the season like. But I could have thrown them on the bench instead. I I went with like guys that were. Yeah, I I picked up Michael Thomas for a dollar, you know, but like he was just a roster clogger. Like I was hoping that he would come back and be a guy, you know. It didn't pan out, but yeah. that like that's how I next year. Like you know, if I could if I could have done something different this year, I would have replaced him with one of the one of the rookies. Like could have had Olave on the bench instead of Michael Thomas, and right. that might have been that might have been a big difference maker in a week or two. For sure, I might have you know. The season could have ended a lot different, so that's like probably something that I would think about, you know, going forward. Is, is but it could have gone the other way too, you know. Michael Thomas could have come back and been a real guy. So, but. so like for me, like my regrets are like, or so I'll, I'll combine it because again, it's like players you regret taking and then players you wish you had taken. So like I'll just combine mine, which is kind of what I did. Whereas like I I regret taking like DeAndre Swift and Najee Harris towards the beginning of like the second round is where I had chances to grab Saquon Barkley or uh, Christian McCaffrey. Saquon was mine. I, I looking back on it now, it's yeah. so it's so criminal. I drafted Fournette over Saquon. Mm-hmm. I just I, uh, yeah, pain, pain. So yeah, I, I wish I hadn't gone in on Swift like I did in my redraft leagues, and I wish that I had gone for either CMC or Barkley instead, and then. At the quarterback position, I, I grabbed Russell Wilson in th- in like three redraft leagues, all three of my redraft leagues, and then Gosh. I had to find a different quarterback later on at some point because mm-hmm. of the way Russell Wilson happened. So like, I just wish I had gone with like Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence at those points in the draft. Anyway, Joe Burrow I ended up with in one of the leagues, and same thing with Trevor Lawrence, I ended up with him in one of the leagues as well. And it's like I would have been better off if I had just grabbed them in the draft as opposed to Russell Wilson. So. Anybody else for you that you like regret or wish that you had had? Um, not nothing else that's like popping off, uh, popping the top of my head. Um, I don't know, it, a quarterback. Um, I think that's going to be a priority for me next year. Um, I got sniped in a couple leagues right before I was ready to pick one, um, and the guy I wanted got uh, taken, and I just kept punting on the position later and later, and uh, it hurt me. In, uh, in one league, I made the playoffs, and in the other league, I just. And like I said, just one of those things. Patchwork, but, you know. One of those things where just quarterback was really inconsistent this year again as well, where, like, you know, Jared Goff is QB8 on the year in total points. Jared Goff has four finishes as a top five QB and nine total inside the top 15. So, like, again, half the games this season, he wasn't even a top 15 quarterback. So, like, only usable in two QB or a super flex league at that point for half the season. So, that's everything that I had as far as looking back at the season goes. Just, again, just thought it was really inconsistent. Some few regrets, some things we should have seen, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's easy to be captain hindsight, right? Yep. Um, but I guess the main thing is kind of uh, change your strategy based on what you want to do. But hey, yeah, there's always a lot. To learn. There's there's a lot of luck involved as well, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, just because you have a bad year doesn't mean uh, you know the process was wrong. Yeah, yeah, the process was incorrect. You gotta look at like you know how are your injuries and that kind of stuff. I just focused on the consistent because I really hate, like I said, starting those guys who just randomly, like, there's no rhyme or reason to it, you know what I mean? Where, like, Mike Evans used to be, well, if he's against Marshawn Lattimore, don't start him because he'll have a bad game. But then other than that, he typically has a great game. But, like, this year a bunch of guys were just, like, one week up, one week down, and I couldn't ever get it right and was frustrated. Yeah, it was nice to see my redraft team after I'm eliminated have Mike Evans go bananas. Um, (laughs) While I'm out, I'm just sitting here, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Just in the background of while I'm, I'm... I think like it's uh, before we head into my uh, talk about like some older running backs. Um, uh, like I think this is a good time of year if you're out to kind of maybe just go ahead and uh, step back for a second and just watch your own, your whatever your hometown team is and, and take a break from the fantasy. There's not a whole lot going on if you're eliminated at this point. Just enjoy football. I mean, we spend so much time, you know, in the fall and in the winter watching football every Sunday. Sometimes it's nice to get your Sundays back a little bit, 
But uh, it, it's what do you uh, mean? Sundays are back. Sundays are back. Yeah, really? yeah. You're you're, you're true. You're true <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I wanted to hop in today is um, just talk about like a little bit about some of the aging running backs. Um, some of the guys I have written down here are Mixon, Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott. But we talk about just I kind of want to just have a discussion about aging running backs and how you guys feel about them in general. Um, like you have. Obviously, if you're looking at, like, if we just want to go and talk about Mixon, right now he, we, we talked about him a little bit before the pod started, and we were kind of just looking at, he finished, I think, RB17, somewhere around there on the year. And basically, though, he was anchored by that 55-point performance that one week. Um, all the other weeks, he was just pretty mid. Right. Um, not really doing a whole lot. Like, he wasn't bad by any means, but you wanted him to finish higher. So, no, I'm sorry. He finished RB12 in PPR. So, not not terrible, but, you know, like I said, that 55-point week is really holding it down for him. I mean, he only went over 20 points once outside of that this year, which is brutal. Like, that's really that's really – it's really tough to win when the guy you most likely drafted to be, like, your RB1, probably in the back end of the – First or the early second, I guess, was probably somewhere maybe yeah. a little bit later, but like that's that's tough to win weeks like that when and I mean he missed two weeks, you know injury. That's not that only missing two weeks on the year is not bad, but um, yeah, I mean he's so he's tied to the Bengals for a while. I don't know how do you guys feel about him? He's tied to the Bengals through twenty twenty six. Obviously they could cut him, they could trade him. He doesn't. I looked at his. Dead cap, it's not that bad um, through the coming year, so he could definitely be moved. But um, if he moves, I don't think that makes his situation any better than he has. No, I think his situation is probably the best. He's, yeah, the best yeah. it could be. I mean, so he's peaked. Is he over the hill? I don't know if he's over the hill. I just, I don't know if he's got that. Hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. He's solid. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I don't, I, I don't see him being a, a, a stud. He's starting right. to hit that age where you know you start to slow down a bit. He's what twenty six, going to be twenty seven next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, I'll be twenty seven next year. So you're getting close. I mean, you may he may squeeze out another another two seasons as like a uh, high end RB two, low end RB one. Right. If I take a look at his numbers here, um, let's because not counting his rookie season. Um, here, so. Well, his rookie season is PPR 34. That was 10, 13, 49, 4, and 12. So, obviously, last year he popped off. He was PPR number 4. Yeah. This year, number 12. So, it seems like he really, when he had, when he plays the whole season, he's somewhere in between that 12 to, or 10 to 15 range, like yeah. 10, 13, 12. Obviously, he had that good year before. Do you think that he finishes in the top 15 again? He, he could. He's got a high touchdown upside right. on that offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here. Yeah, I think he could finish in the top 15 again at some point in the yeah, next absolutely. two seasons. Yeah, he absolutely could. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind taking him as – dude, I would definitely take him as my RB2, but I don't know if you can get him as your RB2. Um, and I, I'm trying to think, like, where would be a good place to target him at, like what pick-wise pick I, I would want him at if I was doing a snake redraft. But um, yeah, It's early for yeah. that. We got what? Because obviously we have, that. yeah, we have, and you know, you have a, how many running backs, viable running backs do we have coming into the league this year in 2023? It remains to be seen, but it's it's a strong running back class, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty strong free agent class, too, so there could be some shuffling around and right. changing of the guard in a sense. Right, because, I mean, we know, we talked about, I know we alluded to this in the last podcast, but, like, there was... What I can't remember that one year where all these guys came out of college and now they're aging out of the league. They're not aging out of the league. 2016, 2017, yeah, those years. Yeah. 2017. Yeah, so those guys are, they're not old, <laughs> but like by NFL standards, they're starting to get there for, for running, running backs. backs yeah. yeah. So my take on the whole thing, this was something I was looking at. I was This was what I was going to filibuster with at the end of the show, looking back. We did an episode earlier on about the fall-off age for running backs and receivers mm-hmm. and whatnot. And as we talked about, the fall-off age is 28. Mm-hmm. Of the running backs who finished in the top 10 on a total points basis this year, 8 out of the 10 of them were under the age of 28. 
about which guys it was going to be up in there. <laughs> We missed. It was not Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Joe Mixon, or any of those guys. It was more, you know, Ramondre Stevenson and people of that ilk. Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, all those guys. Josh Jacobs. But I just want to say we just we, we were right about the fact that the older guys tend to fall out of that top ten and that we remember we had set a number and it was like one and a half might make it inside the top ten and we did that whole game of which guys it was which, gonna be. Yeah. Well we weren't particularly right about which guys it was gonna end up filling out but, to be the eight guys, but we were right in the fact that most of the guys who are over twenty eight or older at running back aren't finishing inside the top ten. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to go back and take a look at that episode and Check out our predictions. Yeah. Life Fabo. Yep. Yeah. Um, how you guys feel about Barkley? Like, who it was? Like, we were right about in the like, which the numbers, which, right. how many were going to be, and how, you know, that, like, the whole framework. Yeah, we had it, debates about the guys, about I said, guys, David Montgomery, uh, the other guys that I kind of mentioned there at the end, you know, Jacobs, we mentioned, Swift, Harris, Taylor, we all assumed would be in there, but they weren't. <laughs> I think you might have mentioned Ramondre Stevenson. Also, same thing wide receivers. Only nine nine out of the ten wide receivers were under thirty. We decided thirty was the fall off age. Devontae Adams is the only wide receiver inside the top ten that was under that was thirty or older. So who's playing yeah. quarterback for him next year? I mean, That's a great question. It's not Derek Carr. We know that. Is it Jared Stidham? <laughs> Did <laughs> is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it Tom Brady? They got Josh McDaniels there. You play with both of them. You can bring either one of them in. Yeah. What's going to happen? Maybe it's Andy Dalton. There's going to be a lot of quarterback shuffling again this offseason. Should be. Not for the birds. Um, <laughs> yeah, the it's it's been a wild season. Uh, it's funny to think about the guys that ended up breaking out this year. Um, you, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. Like, we should have seen that Jacobs thing coming. I mean, I think, contract year. I mean, contract year, we knew they didn't. That they're like, oh, there's all these. Oh, they didn't renew them. It's like, yeah, they're gonna run them into the ground now. Like they're gonna use them, like there's no tomorrow because there is no tomorrow for them, you know. And then has he? He's probably earned a pretty solid contract. Weirdly, I heard that the Raiders are gonna try to keep him and Devontae Adams on the team despite getting rid of Derek Carr, which I think is gonna be an interesting situation because I feel like the only reason Devontae Adams went to the Raiders was because he wanted to be paired with Derek Carr. Yeah, he said that. He said yeah, as much. It was, so. it was pretty public. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand what they're thinking they're going to pull off there. Mm-hmm. Did Derek Carr and Devontae Adams get packaged in a trade for an, up, an upgrade at quarterback somewhere? <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. Let, let's see who else we're going to look at here. Oh, um, I written down Barkley, Zeke, um, and then also a couple other guys that are older. So Zeke is the bottom of those three guys. Right, obviously. About yeah, we're not, so yeah, I'm not ranking them. Mixon and Barkley. Is right. Zeke. Saquon is first. Yeah. Right. If you're yeah not, um, I'm kind of looking at the KTC uh, stats right here. Uh, not the stats. I'm looking at where they have people ranked at. Um, and number four is still CMC. Uh, we believe we're in that, in that four right there, that four spot. For, for dynasty rankings, I mean it's it's hard not to. You see the usage he's getting, and if he stays healthy, he's gonna keep putting up those numbers. Yeah, dude, is he just gonna be good until he's like thirty one? Could be. There's always exceptions to the rules. Yeah, like those we we saw that some of the we mentioned that on that episode. I remember um, those Hall of Fame level guys seem to hang on just a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean Adrian Peterson played into his thirties. Yep. I mean, you know, I'm not saying Frank Gore's low Hall of Fame level, but he was able to play into his mid 30s. Um, well, there, there's always some exceptions there. I think Ladainian Tomlinson played into his 30s. How about uh, Derek Henry at uh, RB16? How do we feel about him next year? Um, uh, the Titans look like they yeah. should start rebuilding. Those. Is where I'm at, and I don't know how Derrick Henry fits into that picture for you. Long look, like I just don't know how much longer they can ride him into the ground like this, and I don't know how much longer they can keep running Tannehill back out there. He turns 29 in two days. 
So Henry, yeah, January fourth, he turns twenty nine. So I mean, they're in serious. They're in a serious case where they they could miss the playoffs this year, and they can try and tell themselves because Tannehill was injured. They're going to miss the playoffs, but it's like realistically, the only reason you even had a shot was because your division was just so bad that you were you got some free you got some free wins when you play the Texans and the Colts. Think they got a shot to beat the the Jaguars? No, not without Tannehill quarterback now. Probably not. I think they're done, and they know it. Yeah, so I don't know if Henry's still there with them next year. I don't know what that looks like. They need to, they like I said, they need to rebuild. They need other skill position guys. So Henry makes me nervous. I would try to sell him for. They need a secondary too. <laughs> they need to rebuild their team. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what they do in the off season then. Um, word. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's really all I have for running backs. Uh, I just wanted to kind of talk about some of those guys. I guess um, something. Let's see if we're gonna do. KTC, I would keep, I would probably keep Mixon, trade Saquon, and cut Zeke right, with yeah. those three guys because I think I get the most for Saquon in return. I think at least with Joe Mixon, I can try and get some Aj P Ryan or something to throw in, and when Mick, when Mixon is out, I have P Ryan to fill in at the back, and Zeke's just not going to get you anything in return. There's no oh. point in keeping. So that's yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Sa- we said Saquon um, before the show. We said Saquon was a free agent, right? Uh, Barkley, yeah, let me unrestricted do free agent. I yeah. Let me say. Uh, he, he could be franchise tagged. Yeah. Or we could end up somewhere else. Let's take. Oh, Barkley, not Berkeley. That's interesting. So yeah, I mean, after this year, he's a says UFA according to uh, Spot Track or Spot Track, whatever. Um, yeah, next year. So, but um, I think I can't remember if this was because wide receivers. Um, I remember we were looking at a stat in the off season where um, like people get really hyped when guys go to new places. Typically, they don't do as well. I know that's for wide receivers. I don't know how it tracks for running backs. Um, so we'll see. But um, we'll slide slide over to you, Rich, uh, with the. Uh, I know you yeah. want to talk some buys. Told me, hey, last time, last episode, I did some uh, early off-season sells and you know, potential early off-season buys. And what what were we thinking here? What were we, what were we thinking on the who are we buying? Well, we'll start off with the running backs because there's I got two, okay, two that I'm looking at. Okay, we'll start with one that Rye is not going to agree with. Okay, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I, think he, I think he's a nice buy this year. Just because people are going to be so frustrated with yeah, who he is. I think, yeah, you might be able to target an overly emotional general manager. You know, someone who's tired, wants to get off the train. Next year seems to be the year that the Lions are, are truly going to be I know they can, you know, win this game this week and get into the playoffs, but I don't, I don't think they're going to beat the Packers. This is going to be, like, um, I took Swift this year in regret and... Uh, I it's gonna be like oh I had him a year early I had Jonathan Taylor a year early too that one yeah. time I think he, I don't know if he was a rookie yes, but I, I mean in redraft I think his ADP will fall a little bit mm-hmm. people wary of the injury history and his usage his usage I, I I don't know I think you might maybe for the right price let's see I can get you can get in for a late first maybe is Jamal Williams still there next year probably man will be on that team forever. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'll. I'm sorry. If when I win the lottery and get the first overall pick and take Bijan Robinson, they'll trade Jamal Williams. Whatever team drafts Bijan Robinson, <laughs> that's what'll happen. <laughs> uh, 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 so, as a DeAndre Swift manager in Dynasty, it's going to be hard for me to trade him because I'm not going to get a whole lot of value in returns. Like, was a late first round pick going to get me? I'm going to take another dart throw at wide receiver, and how's that help me at the running back position that's now been voided? So that's that's where my issue comes in. Yeah, but how much is DeAndre Swift? Where's he at KTC now? Can can you go back and check that thing too? Um, at where he was at the beginning of the season and see Swift. what? Yeah, see what what he's. Yeah, let's, I can take a look right here. Uh, so. He's at four thousand right, four thousand nine hundred right now. So, four thousand nine hundred what? Yeah, it's that's just like that's the number. But what I'm about to tell you, Greg, everybody gets a value. RB eleven is RB eleven. Um, in the third tier, uh, but so late first. It was a lot higher. It was a lot higher in September. It was. It was much. It was two thousand points. He was top five RB. Yeah, top five. So, oh yeah, I still think he has. He was RB two in October. 
in September. The upside's still there. I see it. Uh, if, and what'd you say that his value was again? That number, the four thousand. Yeah, four thousand. It's, it's an arbitrary it's, yeah. number. I understand that. What mm-hmm. says the value of a late first round pick in that? Uh, lower than that. Yeah, I think it's lower than that. I can take a look here. Um, and obviously, these are you know KTC. Everybody has their. Yeah, it's right. It's just in I'm general. Just trying to get in mm-hmm. general sense. Uh, just trying to make sure I'm not crazy off base here when you said l- l- first round. Twenty twenty three mid first is valued at about five thousand. Twenty twenty three late. Yes. Is is literally exactly at the same value as him. It's forty six oh seven. His is like forty six oh three or something. Yeah, but I, even still, I don't. I don't think a late first is enough to to. Yeah, to acquire him. I think you might need to throw in an extra second. Or, yeah. Or a, a player with a little bit of upside or something. Right. Give me. Uh, what what have, what have you gave me? What have I offered Damian Pierce, and uh, and a, a late second. Maybe, maybe. How do you feel about Damian Pierce next year? I, I, I'm staying by what I said in the off season, in the beginning of the season, and like, I, I think he has a good chance to get replaced. Yeah, yeah, because his grab capital wasn't great. Yeah, right. And it's a strong RB class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, there's, I, a, I see there's that. a ton of free agents. Well, what, what? So don't the don't the Texans need to grab other possessions though? That's what I was gonna say. I just feel like for a team that needs to pretty much completely rebuild their entire team to then go. And invest an early draft pick into a running back when you already like you found a guy who's who's been yeah, better least, than you could expect. Yeah, it and for he can at least play for now. Like he should be able. To, you know, everybody says he's the angriest runner in the league. So you trying to build a team around your running back position, or are you trying yeah. to find your quarterback and get an offensive line? If, if he's if he's if get wide receivers, if they don't draft anybody next year, I'm I'm, I'm interested in them. But we'll see. Yeah, remains to be seen. Like, or they bring in a veteran to split split work with him. That he gets it's more by committee, you know. Be. But like, if Brandon Cooks back next year, are we just you know they're just good rocking Nico Collins and John Mechie as the top two wide receivers and nothing else. What are they doing at tight end? They need a new offensive line. I just I don't know what they're not like. <laughs> They need to rehaul their entire rush defense because they are horrible against the run and can't stop anybody. And it's even worse when you're a team that doesn't have an offense because then teams get up on you and they just run the ball and still manage to rack up points and never have to throw it. So, yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of other maneuvering that has to go on for them to get their team where it needs to be. That I, just, I don't think they're going to invest a first or a second round pick into a running back position. Yeah, I don't remember where Damian Pierce was taken. If he was a fourth or a fifth or something like that, I can tell you a fifth, I believe. Yeah, but I'm I'm optimistic. I don't I don't think that they'll replace him again. I think their main priority should be building an offensive line. Like first, get the quarterback with their first, you know, top five pick or whatever it is, and then grab start grabbing an offensive line with. I think they have another first round pick, or believe they should from the Deshaun Watson trade. Yeah, he was picked round four, pick two. Yeah, so what are you gonna? I mean, you need to draft somebody in round three and be like, oh, we upgraded greatly because we put a third round pick instead of a fourth round pick. Like, yeah, they're not gonna spend a first or a second round Could pick on second. him. So you never know. I don't think that that's the route that they should go down. I don't, don't say I necessarily agree, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Yeah, or they bring in a free agent. Who else you got on that list? Number two. Running back, Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Yeah. Who was the first guy? Because it wasn't Pierce, right? Pierce was just Swift. okay. We're talking Swift, yeah. And I was like, because you're not buying Pierce, so who was the guy we were talking about? Because we ended up on so it, Najee Harris. Yeah, we mentioned him in the the disappointing segment uh, earlier, and you know we, he was drafted. We said in the top five with sky high expectations. Mm-hmm. You no, know, he had a crazy high usage his rookie year, and we thought that was going to happen again. And he, the reason he's a buy for me is I just see that offense as a whole getting better and the touchdown upside goes up. He should get more yardage. Yeah. And I just see him, the, the 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 upside's there and the ceiling is higher than it was this year. Right, I, I think see. it could be a, I'm, I'm not saying, like, maybe not significantly better, but the offense should be running a lot smoother next year. I mean, to yeah. have a rookie, a true rookie come in and start running the show and then you're switching back between yeah. him and Trubisky. Pick gets more comfortable. They should address the offense. I feel like we're saying this say they every year. Offensive I feel line. like we say this every year, though. But they should address the offensive line. And Pittsburgh, there's, we see this with Tom. They're steady. It's always a, it's always a well-coached team. Um, yeah, I, I just see 
the upside being there for Najee, and I'm willing to roll. I don't know roll the dice on. I don't know what it would cost to get him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know about that, but I, I'd be looking to buy. Currently sitting at RB fifteen on. Oh wow! Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that, if you get about that RB15 value. Did you say Swift was RB11? Yeah. Yeah. And ha- Harris is RB15? Huh? 14? Yeah, I'm, I'm buying. So at Harris that price is point. lower than Swift. I'm buying wow. at that price point, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's they're probably very very That's close to each other. No, I have Najee Harris. If someone was to throw offer me the like the KTC equivalent of a late first for him, I, there's not a chance. Yeah. That should be flipped. What's the logic there? Yeah, no, uh, I don't understand. Swift is actually a, I, I said that wrong a little bit earlier. Swift is actually closer to a mid first in equal value. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said as far as ranking goes at the position, he's ranked as RB eleven in Dynasty. That's what it said. Yeah, right? he's RB eleven and, and Harris, uh, Harris is RB fourteen. That's insane. Yeah, I think What's that is the logic? insane. I think people probably are just high on Swift because they see the talent. The upside. Uh, it's P- the same. P- they were stuck in this loop. PPR upside. Yeah, people are stuck in this loop of like, well, he's, he's so talented, and he is. He is. Yeah, but Najee, Najee Harris might have had more usage last year than DeAndre Swift has had over the past two years. <laughs> like, I don't... Understand how, might, you, how yeah. you could justify. It probably does actually. <laughs> like, legitimately. And then injury concerns with Swift. I, every I, you know every player has injury concerns, but like I mean, is it just general optimism ours? about like the Lions getting better and they don't feel that way about the Steelers? I'm just so confused. Lions already score points. It's just he doesn't score the points. Right. Yeah. He's been banged up. How many points did they score uh, like per game this year? And he still isn't like steadily getting any points. Is he getting close to that? That what contract you, year is this? Josh Jacobs situation two point What do you expect like to happen? Like, do you think this offense is somehow going to get better than it is doing right now and score more points realistically? Like, you know, the team can get better, but that doesn't necessarily mean more points scored. It just means less mistakes, less penalties, and less points given up to the other team, which doesn't always mean more. Which some usually means less points for you when you can keep the game more manageable and you can run it more. So Swift is a free agent in twenty twenty four. So, so next year is a contract year. year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm buying Hammer it. Are we just doing? I'm not about the Josh Jacobs. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna get okey doked like the Josh Jacobs situation again. Mm-hmm. I'll roll the dice. All right. I like it. What else we got here? In Dynasty, I'm taking Harris over Swift because Harris still has more time left on his contract and yeah. he's younger. And I don't know. It's just the lines seem to be showing us like that they just are reluctant to hand Swift the the workhorse role. Whereas I feel the Steelers yeah, show us that they'll, that they'll they hand it to no Najee and yeah. it won't be an issue. So if the team can just get an offensive line. Yeah. Any other buys? Yeah, you? I got uh I got two wide receivers. We could touch on quickly. Two um, young rookies who didn't they even played the full season. Mm-hmm. Been banged up a little bit, but when they were out there, they looked apart. The and who's up? That That's is every wide receiver, rookie wide receiver. I'm sorry, go ahead. Not who Scott. I'm looking at, who I think might you know have a decent price point, who you can target. Um, wide receiver Jahan Dotson. Okay. And uh, Traylon Burks. All right, we're still on the Burks train. We're still on the Burks train. I mean, you see it. He looks. He's a guy out there when he plays. Let's let's start with Dotson here first, because then we can end with a bang on Burks. <laughs> Jahan Dawson currently sitting at wide receiver, 52 PPR. Yep, missed a bunch of time he with injury. One, two, three, four, five games. When so. he plays, he scores touchdowns. He, yeah, he, 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 he looks like that guy in the red zone who's going to get targets. He's going to, he's very quick. He can work those those spaces, and he gets open down there in the red zone. They look for him. even with poor quarterback play. How many touchdowns does he have? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven touchdowns. He missed five games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you, does it show you how many he catches he has? He missed six games, actually. Or five games and, like, how many catches he has? Yeah. Not a ton. Uh, he has 32 catches on the year for 451 yards. One um, out of every five he, catches. I don't know if that is counting. It's not necessarily sustainable, but he looks the part of a good wide receiver. Now, you're hoping for improved quarterback play, but... Even not with 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 these with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, you know, not necessarily the greatest quarterbacks. He's still able to, when he's on the field, find his way into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna buy him, now's the time to buy him right now because I mean, he's wide receiver fifty two is that's very very affordable. It should be very affordable. He has first round draft capital in the NFL. I mm-hmm. mean, it's he's gonna get a chance. 
Right, yeah, whole, they'll keep trying to get him the ball. I'm out on this one. The Commanders just signed Terry McLaurin to a three-year extension. Like the one, he was one of those guys, like AJ Brown, and all that got that deal. So I, I just I don't imagine Dotson's overtaking Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver one on the team. So you're asking me, do I want the number two wide receiver for the Washington Commanders? And the answer is probably no. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair argument. We just we see a lot of teams around the league being able to support two wide receivers. I'm not saying confidently that Washington will because we. You know, history says otherwise, but with improved quarterback play, you, you never know. Where will or, you, uh, or the situation would be like this year where, you know, Curtis Samuel goes off for three weeks and then yeah. Donson goes off for three weeks and, and Terry McLaurin, McLaurin takes yeah. over for three weeks. And I'm just constantly picking the wrong guy from that offense again. Sorry, what were you going to say, Mike? I was going to say, where do you, if you buy him uh, in this offseason, where do you want him to finish, like, realistically? Like, say you buy him, like, what do you think is a realistic uh, finishing position for him next year. So Top I think they're twenty-five. You know, two separate questions. Mm-hmm. Um, one, what, what did you, what did, what did you pay to acquire him? Right, right. And two, I, I think, you know, you're looking at maybe a top thirty season. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're happy with that growth. Yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah. I mean, I think realistically, he could finish in the top thirty. I, but. You know that he, he at that point is your wide receiver three. So. Yeah, you know guys aren't gonna all take the Jamar Chase right. route, yeah, and, and or the Justin Jefferson route and just mm-hmm. blow up and you know it's like it's kind of like it's some things have been skewed by recent you know right. dudes just being guys coming in and like like now nah, they're sometimes they're the outlier just the guys aren't gonna come in ready like no, superstar yeah. level talent. Like, it's you see them, years we old. see them all, all these rookies come in and they flash. Yeah, but they don't all come in as a superstar, locked and loaded. You know, right. sometimes it takes a bit of time, and you know, you see a little bit of growth next year with Dotson. You know, you see what it's on the field. Him and Burks both have that; they've shown it. And then next year, you're looking for a slight improvement. Then next year, you're you know looking for the breakout, possibly the third year. Yeah, um, I think the difference with me is too on the dynasty and on the dynasty team I do in the league that we're all together. I, I have enough guys that are borderline top 30 wide receiver that I'm not looking I'm just not trying to acquire any more of those borderline I need a guy that's going to be a top like you said within the top 25 that I can Mm -hmm. consistently start and not have to worry about him being a dart throw I've got you know Donovan Peoples-Jones and Nico Collins and DJ Chark and Van Jefferson who who all randomly KJ Osborne who all randomly go off and catch four catches for 100 yards and a touchdown in a week when I'm not expecting it. I just don't need to add an, I'm not trying to add another guy like that. I want more consistent from... Right. I'm trying to get higher level. That's, I guess, the, I'm just kind of explaining my sort of bias against when we try to target those lower level guys. Okay. We, Dotson could definitely be a guy where you sell a more established vet, a guy that's older, a guy that's a consistent wide receiver two, or even a wide receiver one that's, like, old, and you get Dotson. If you have an older team and you're looking to get younger, you get Dotson a pick something like that, and then you just yeah. hope that he develops in the next couple of years. I mean, he could be, like, I, I made that move last year where I picked up Bateman and a pick, and obviously Bateman didn't pay out this year. He was still injured, um, or he got injured and didn't play most of the year, but it was the same idea. I'm, I'm selling Fournette at his peak value, and that ended up being a solid trade. Yeah. I don't think anybody really won that trade because Fournette didn't have a great year. Obviously, Bateman didn't play. That second round pick turned into Sky Moore, so kind of a wash there for me. <laughs> well, Sky, else, yeah. Sky Moore is is not that guy yet, but um, you know it. We'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see. And I, I think you do the same thing if you're looking to acquire Dotson. You do the same kind of deal. You know, if you got an older guy and you're not particularly saying like, hey, this older guy's gonna really make me a, a playoff team or a contender, top three. Then maybe you move on from him. That's but, fair. Yeah. yeah. Got it here. You can take that. Who, who's our last guy there? <laughs> Traylon Burks. I think Traylon he's, Burks. He's a sneaky buy, too. He's a sneaky buy? Yeah. I mean, he's probably, it's tough to say, depending on how, how you know, his manager feels about him, you know, the guys who have him in their in their league. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably paid a mid to late first for him, yep. depending on when they drafted. Maybe, you know, somebody, he fell a lot in those later drafts, so maybe he's, uh, people got him with a second-round pick. Um, he's he's looked apart when he's been on the field. Did he get hurt this year? He's been hurt twice, I believe. Okay. He had the, the foot injury and then the uh, concussion. Who's throwing footballs next year? So who's throwing footballs to him? That's a great question. Yeah, because yeah. wait, they obviously Tannehill got hurt and they didn't. They brought in the other guy, not Malik Willis. 
Uh, who who's playing quarterback for them? The Titans the last week. I don't. I can't remember his name. It's not, <laughs> I can't remember it's his not name. worth remembering. So was that David Blow? No, Blow? no. He played for he played no. for Carolina, uh, Arizona. This is embarrassing. Let's say Titans QB. Oh, it was do- uh, Joshua Dobbs? Yeah, Josh Dobbs. Yeah. So man, hey, maybe Josh Dobbs is that guy. So. Yeah, I mean, what he finished wide he finished a like wide receiver seventy nine PPR. Yeah. So I mean, his value is pretty low. It's lower than it was coming into the league. I mean, unless you had my opinion. <laughs> I think it might even be lower. <laughs> I, don't, than I, the, I don't think it's. I don't think it could have gotten any lower than my yeah, opinion I mean, of him coming in. Where were you have grabbed him in the in the second somewhere right? If he was following that. No, point? I wasn't taking him. I wasn't yeah. taking. And straight up said that I wasn't taking. Like it would have to be like, maybe in the third round is where I would have started <laughs> thinking about if he would made it that far. But he wasn't making it that far because everybody was sure that he was going to be the next AJ Brown. And it's just nonsense and foolishness. Titans got fleeced. <laughs> Played in 10 games. He has 29 catches. Woo! 2.9 catches per game. Yeah, that's not great. You know. um, yeah, at the beginning of the year, he was dealing with injuries, was struggling. Yep. Back half of the year, looked a lot better for him. Yeah, I mean, I think he could totally grow into a player that's good. Um, obviously, he's still got those... You know, elite characteristics. Yeah, I think for the right price point, I think he's a good buy. Yeah, for I mean, re- if I can buy on a team looking for for a shot on a guy, you know, like you, kind of like what you said with uh, with Dotson, he should be a wide receiver guy. You know? Yeah, yeah, you definitely. You know, it's like re-rolling. You know, okay, well, he had the capital last year. Like, I mean, wh- where did they take him in the draft? The first, first round. round. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he's got the capital. You know, you. See now if you find somebody that gets easily frustrated with rookies. I mean, this guy is. If you're playing with a taxi squad, you know he he was probably on your taxi squad all year. So oh, it's gonna be hard to get. Like if he's on the taxi squad still for the manager, they're probably not pulling him off until unless he starts popping off this year, you know, right. and then they pull him off. But um, if he's on my taxi squad, I'm keeping him there. I'm not, I'm not letting him go. I'm not selling him for anything less than. A mid first, and that's only if there's somebody I really like in there. Yeah. It's fair, because it's just like I, I don't know. I'm not gonna get. I don't want to get frustrated with my rookies and just let them go. Yeah, you give them time to develop. You know? Yeah, exactly. Let them marinate a little bit. Exactly. Let them, you know, let them hang around with the uh, vets and uh, you take know. them out too quick. They don't have no flavor. You got to marinate. Yeah, let them marinate. <laughs> yeah, take them out too quick. They don't got no points. Let them marinate. They'll get some points. Um, I have no interest in acquiring trailers. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, right? <laughs> no, I told you they weren't going to agree with those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your wide receiver positions are wild, but I don't know what to tell you. That's uh, not where I'm looking to go with any of my things. So you got any uh, buys that you're looking at? The right? Tennessee Titans have the third fewest pass attempts this season. So I'm looking at an uh, wide receiver who's been underwhelming thus far on a team that doesn't throw a whole lot. Team, I don't know who's going to be the quarterback next year. Team that looks like they're close to trying to rebuild. What happens when Derrick Henry's gone from that offense? Just, I don't, um, um, yeah, no. That's okay. (laughs) 16 passing touchdowns, or I'm sorry, 15 passing touchdowns on the year for the Tennessee Titans. That's okay. I'll find find another team. Yeah, I don't know what makes you think next year is just going to be that much better. Derrick Henry's another year older. Ryan Tannehill's another year older. They're just, this is a team that's just, this is one of those teams that's just been hanging on for too long, and they probably should have committed to rebuilding at the start of this year or prior to this year, and they just wanted to hold on because of the success they had, and that's where I, I again, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just not impressed with Burks. I just, I, I don't see the things you guys see when you watch him. I don't see explosiveness on him. Again, like, I just don't see him take off and blow past people. And every time you guys try to show me this, I get I'm always just like, no, this isn't him gunning past somebody. This is a camera angle that shows somebody who's already parallel to him across the field trying to take an angle to catch up to him, and they're behind him, and they can't get it. Like, yeah, because you're behind him already. Like, I understand that. It's hard to catch somebody who's He's already running their angles. It's not about running their angles He's at this point. It means they're angles. already behind him. They're when taking an angle thinking he he's this speed. 
And then he he's puts the real speed on, and he he's not the blowing dead past people down the field like you see with Christian Watts and those other guys, where they just run past the defender that's on him. There's that's not what's there's different kinds him. of explosiveness. <laughs> not seeing it, dude. No, I'm just seeing a guy that just has long strides. It's not you know, particularly fast. Guys he just who has are long strides. Explosively fast guys who are explosively quick. Guys who can jump explosively. Like there's different level. Like, there's different kinds of, of explosiveness. So. Anyway, uh, if uh, you have a guy like Ryan, you're like, that's done with Traylon Burks, and you go ahead and acquire him, probably pretty cheap. I mean, I don't, never had Traylon. Uh, yeah, I know, so, but I'm like, saying a guy like you who is, who's out on him. Maybe. You know? know? People could be out. Could be, could be out. I mean. Maybe you got him in a throw-in as part of another deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a project. You got to marinate. So yeah, Burks is marinating. I might have to go buy him this all season. There's, There's a number of other wide I'm going to test the waters. Absolutely. Test the waters. I'm going to test the waters. Okay. Well, uh, you guys got anything I, else for the day, or I just Ryan just in shock right yeah, now. Yeah, there's so many other younger wide receivers. I'd rather keep Sorry, right, though. What, what, what? What's? I'm sorry. What? I just don't see what a better opportunity for him. He has no competition there, even for targets this year with him. There's no other pass catchers on that hurt. team that should be competing with him. He's he played ten up. games. He played ten games. He averaged two point nine targets per game. He has no one competing for him with pass for passes. Beginning of the season, I don't understand. Injury. <laughs> yeah, because he's out of shape. Because he doesn't try enough in practice. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, back, back to he doesn't cry. <laughs> back, back to he doesn't cry. <laughs> Uh, like, time the first like, four or five weeks for like the same thing. Najee Harris was dealing with a foot injury. Like he didn't score very well the first few weeks either. You know he got better as the season went. Sometimes you gotta get healthy. <laughs> really, you know? like, yeah, yeah. It's easier to get better when you're doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> when you go from nothing to anything, when you go from zero to plus half a point, you've made an improvement. Okay, like I just. There's just so many other guys that I feel have better opportunities coming for him that I'd be looking to buy. I know you guys probably aren't in on. But yeah, I mean, I'm not looking to buy Kraylen Burks particularly yeah. either. But uh, I mean, just because there's so many other fringe, like my team's just not set up to buy new, uh, like young talent like that. Like I have too many guys that are are already marinating. You know, I got too many guys that are in the pot right you know, now. Got no I'm left on the skillet. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather just at this point for me. Uh, I, I need to acquire some more established yeah. veterans. I gotta take some of those guys out of the pot. Yeah. Be like, here, you let them marinate on your team for a while. But bit. to be a full homer here, going like, I'd rather have Nico Collins or George Pickens. Than I'd rather have Traylon Burks because they have competition. Somebody who's ahead of them as a number one wide receiver on their team that they can overtake. Brandon Cooks can be gone. Deontay Johnson can is losing his his position as the you know number one wide receiver on that team. There's a place for them to go up. I just see more competition coming for him and the team not getting better. Like Pickett is going to be the Steelers' answer for at least the next year or two. I don't think they're going to draft anybody you know this year to try to replace him. Pickett? No, no, no. They like Pickett a lot. And then you know the Texans are only going to get better. I don't think they can get much worse as far as personnel on the team. So like I just see more improvement for them coming. Where I don't know. What more? Like I just, you know, they the Titans can get a quarterback, but I think they've played themselves out of position to get one of the top quarterbacks this league. So I don't see that improving drastically next year. So then, what do you do if you're going to bring Tannehill and Henry back? Well, you got to get some other weapons out there. So like I just think they're going to add somebody, and Burks is going to go from a guy who had a you know no, no competition for the top you know option to having somebody else there that you know might be a first or a second round pick. I'm ready to fire some trades off this offseason. Yeah. I'm ready to fire up the engine again. I'm done. I got some guys. I'm ready. I'm already thinking When's about the lottery going to happen so we know where our first round picks are? The lottery happens at the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl party. Okay, cool. Well, that's not what you did last year. Yeah, we did the lottery at the Super Bowl last year. For the top three picks? Yeah, we did We did the horse race on the online. Yeah, yeah. You might not have been there. We put it on the TV. No, I was there in person. We did it on the TV. Yeah. Because I remember, because I kept asking Rich to do it. Well, yeah, we did it and before, do before it. the game, I think. Right yeah, we did game. it before the game, yeah. On the uh, okay. on the TV, yeah, projected on the TV. Yep. We gonna do the same thing this year. I thought I had to come. We over could. To your house we could do something different. Them. I mean, we could do something that I'm thinking. I thought about now that I have the game. We could do it. Okay. Y'all, you know, get pick a character, pick a wrestling character, mm-hmm. and send you in, and let the AIs battle it out in the <laughs> Royal Rumble. <laughs> in, the, in the WWE wrestling game. <laughs> oh man, I like it. I like it. And you know, well, let's uh, let's let's uh, yeah, wrap this up. I think here. that's gonna be everything from us today. So we are gonna be back with you at some point next week. 
gonna. I'm not sure what's on the agenda for next. We're yeah, moving we're into all season to, contact, so yeah. we're gonna start looking at the rookies that are coming up in this class. Some more long-term dynasty stuff, obviously, with the yeah. regular season being over. Is the off-season more fun in dynasty? <laughs> is it? Is it more fun? I mean, There's a lot if more you're rebuilding. Yeah, if you're rebuilding. Yeah. If you're rebuilding, if you're like me trying to go back to back. Can Cam Akers and AK Dobbins play real football next year? That's all I want to know. <laughs> yeah, Cam Akers looks like the guy now. Yeah, he's the best player on the team. All right, until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Good job. Bye, Coyle. Peace out. Later.